Hi, I'm Megas Aguianto. And I'm Imanik Bow. We're all about sharing epic stories, developing data-driven marketing strategies, and building authentic relationships. This is Mega, the podcast. Where should I start? Shivani, I've had the pleasure of knowing you since undergrad, right? At UC Irvine. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Um, and I feel like I've been fortunate enough to see like your career and your photography skills really grow over time. Um, and it's, I mean, it's been amazing to see kind of the, the evolution of where you started and, and where you've come. Um, I know you and I had the chance to kind of work together when I was interning and um, as a event coordinator and we worked on events together then. Um, and then since then you've, you've photographed my, um, my wedding, my bridal shower and a lot of other of our family events. Um, so that has been really um, kind of coming full circle and like hearing your whole story is really exciting for me today. But what I love about you is you're always unapologetically yourself, um, incredibly, incredibly creative and fully dedicated to really building relationships with your clients. Um, and it's, it's very clear in your work and how you interact with, with us and with people that you photograph that you really care about them and capturing their memories. Um, but today, I think the goal of like our podcast and where like Mega and I wanted to put um, content out there is to just inspire and empower small business owners um, and especially from a marketing perspective. So I think you have a lot to offer and that's why we're really excited to have you. Obviously we're not in a normal time right now. Um, I think to some extent we've all been affected by, by this global pandemic. Um, but what we were really looking forward to hearing about you in addition to like your background and where you've come from is how you've pivoted and we were so blown away by your um, virtual photo shoots. I mean, I, I was just like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so really, um, I want to bring up, you know, to kind of backtrack a little bit, we were talking about it before we were recording, but can you talk a bit more about your photography and your passion for it? Like out of all the things that you could be doing in life, why photography? You know, I, I have this like cliche story of how my grandfather was really into photography and that that's what inspired me to pick up a camera when I was in high school. But it wasn't actually, I think, until I started shooting weddings that you really do feel the gravity of your job. I think everyone, you know, at least in a career where they do have, you know, they went into it for a, like a significance, like healthcare, for example, you know, they're, they're heroes. Um, you know, there's a point in everyone's career where they feel like they're either making an impact or they are doing something to progress their own life and their significance in that. Um, and I think that with weddings, you know, there's one wedding that always stands out on my mind where, you know, I'm, I'm South Indian. Uh, the bride was South Indian and she was marrying a Caucasian man and her father was like stage, you know, ex cancer. I think it was like a he had it, it was coming again. It was, it was bad. And, you know, just, just being there and being able to photograph a moment like that for them and then know that, you know, he is going to pass in the, in the next couple of months. And just like you yourself, you, you just kind of lose yourself to that job at that point. It's like very, you know, it becomes such a documentary position and not even, I don't even consider myself a photographer at that point. You know, I'm just literally documenting history as it's happening for this person in their personal life. And that, that to me is so it's beyond me at that point, you know, like it's, it's something else has taken over. And that to me is so important for other people to understand. 
Um, you know, because especially in, in the age of social media, you have this very superficial view of what a photographer is because they're, it's like inundated, right? That space is just overflowing with talent and, you know, people that do have a background in it, people that don't have a background in it. Um, so to me, it, it's more than just this like hobby and passion. Like it is just something that that's just how I see the world now. Um, and that's something that has happened to me over the past like couple of years working at the company I work at and also um, just meeting these amazing people that I would never have gotten the chance to meet otherwise, you know? I'm looking at your Instagram right now. So I'm, I'm looking at this and, and what Iman had said um, earlier about connecting with your clients, like all of these pictures, and I hope people listen and, and find your Instagram, but the connection that you look at on these pictures go beyond just like a picture if that makes any sense. So I'm, I, think, I'm, I think what's great about the way that you share your pictures too is you don't just share a photo. You really tell the story behind it too in the caption. I think that come like that brings that whole story together and really does show that you're interested in more than just capturing a good shot. You really do want to tell a really deep story when you meet with your clients. So, yeah, I think that's a lot of like the marketing side of my brain actually. Um, because I've always believed that marketing and the reason why I was drawn to it in the first place is because marketing to me is like very left side, right side brain, you know, like you definitely need data driven stats and analytics to get your brand message and, and your social media stats to get to a certain level or, um, whatever goals you're trying to achieve. But then there's this entire visual and storytelling component that a lot of non-creative people don't really, you know, understand. Um, and to me, it's like something that's so easily found that it was, it was interesting when I went to college to, you know, start working more on that analytical side and, and now I get to combine the two. So, so I'm looking at these pictures and they're like more traditional, right? There's some like, there's some of your cool wedding ones, their families doing their thing, but then we start heading into like where they're like at home and you're taking screenshots of, you know, on a, on a phone. I bet you that's because of COVID. How, how, how has that affected the trajectory of whatever is going on right now? Like, how did you pivot? Yeah. So there, the, the educational site that I work for, you know, I get this honor of getting to meet photographers from all across the world. So there was this uh, British photographer um, named Tim Cook, I believe that started doing virtual sessions or FaceTime sessions uh, where he'd FaceTime a couple and then he would take screenshots on his phone, but I hate the quality of screenshots. I hate that my phone doesn't like, I mean, at least from what I could see, it just didn't look the same. So um, I've been taking pictures on my, using my Apple watch to trigger almost like a remote um, with my phone for the longest time, uh, just because I do not trust anyone when I go on vacation. I'd rather just like put my phone in like some precarious position and, and trigger it with my watch. I have massive trust issues when it comes to strangers <laughs> taking my photos. Um, but that's kind of like the idea that I wanted to implement with my clients. You know, it just so happened that my cousin, um, her husband had an Apple watch. So I was like, Hey, do you want to try this with me so I can see how it would work? Um, I had another client that used a selfie stick that had like a Bluetooth, you know, little trigger. And, you know, in a way it is very similar to how I would just, 
do a shoot if I were in their home and, you know, posing them and directing them and giving them cues to get them to be candid and laugh with each other and just to be comfortable in this weird scenario that we find ourselves in. Um, but it's, it was also such a challenge for me because, I mean, Iman knows this, I'm like very physical. I like to fix like little strands of hair on people mm -hmm. and, and move them into the right position and make sure every little pinky is looking good. So, so there's no complaints when they get the photos back. And I couldn't see all of that detail. And I also couldn't demonstrate or execute it the way that I would want to. But I mean, even from the first to the second session that I did, there's like this massive improvement, at least for me. Um, and I think even in the photos, like you just, it's, it's so cool to see that I documented it via video. And also I have these pictures to see that growth as well. Yeah, I think those photos turned out really, really amazing. And, oh, oh. <laughs> So, cool. <laughs> so I'm, so this is our podcast, right? But I really want to talk about some of those photos that you were talking about. Like, let's take a look at this one, for example. It's like the most recent one where it looks like it's a husband and wife on the couch. Wife is pregnant and she's eating a crap ton of pizza and drinking <laughs> something with donuts, which I can relate to. Like, how, how does this work? Uh -huh. Yeah, so <laughs> this one's actually my family, and I've been I've been seeing them over the course of this quarantine uh, and taking care of her because she's pregnant. It's her first baby. Um, so this is actually with my camera. Um, this was not my a virtual shoot, so I can't really speak on this one. But the third one is a virtual shoot. Yeah, and this is the video, but it's gonna it's gonna play now. <laughs> so yeah, so um, this is another one of my cousins, and she actually is a DIY blogger, Instagrammer. So she actually had this tripod set up already because she does a lot of time lapses and mm. stuff like that for her own work. So it kind of just worked out in that way. Um, I've also, for my future bookings, like I've had clients, uh, you know, just I send them an Amazon link for a tripod or something Bluetooth related that could help us, you know, just be really efficient with our time. Uh, charge them for a one and a half hour block of time where they get like a couple of iPhone photos. And it is a lot like dating a client. You have to figure out what they would do in their home or what's what mm -hmm. they're doing right now in, in this COVID time that makes it very specific to, you know, their lives. Is, is one of them an essential worker? Is one of them non-essential? Like, how does that work? Do they cook together? Do they like to play video games? Like, what is the story that we're trying to tell? And how can we tell that using an iPhone and, you know, the lighting that is available in their house. So, you know, there's times where I have them FaceTime me and we go around their house and look at the windows and study the light and see, oh, well, it's coming here at this time of day. So this is probably the best time to shoot in your house because it's this facing direction, you know? So it's a lot of schematics. Um, I don't oh. recommend it for, you know, non-patient people, <laughs> but at the same time, like, <laughs> It's honestly just been so fun. It's just like this fun thing to do for me. It's more than just, you know, like making money or, you know, finding a different path or trying to navigate what's going on right now. To me, it's just, it's, it's something that's not only challenging me, but it is, it's pure joy for me to do this for the people that I love and also for myself. That's so cool. It's so it sounds like the, the first couple that you've kind of, uh, tested out have been with people that you know or are family. Do you see this kind of new way of taking photographs being something that you could do with newer clients? Because I know an important piece of the whole um, photography that you do is really building a relationship with people. And 
how do you foresee that being something you could still do virtually? Yeah. So, you know, the, the beautiful thing about social media and marketing is that, you know, once you post something, it organically has a way of drawing attention and eyes to your work, right? Um, whether people share it because it's this novelty idea of doing something like this that they've never even heard of, or because they themselves technologically find it interesting, you know, that has you know led to bookings for the future for me, which is really awesome. Um, but at the same time, I'd much rather do them in person. <laughs> Let's be very honest here, but that's just not the case right now. Um, and to me, it's, it's so interesting because everyone's images, no matter if we are taking them on an iPhone, they're all going to be very different, right? Because everyone mm-hmm. has such different homes. They have such different lives. It's also a huge, a huge part of this is word of mouth. Um, you know, so many brides right now have postponed their wedding. They have postponed engagement shoots. There are families that, you know, their newborn uh, babies that are being born. There are moms that are pregnant and almost full term. You know, you have so many people. I was talking to Mega about this before we went on about how there are so many people still in need of photography. Mm-hmm. And I'd never even thought that would be a thing in a time like this where it just doesn't seem like it's a necessity. It's more of a luxury item. Um, but at the end of the day, if you really boil it down, it's just about documenting history. It's about documenting what this time means to this family, to this couple. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of what I've been stressing to people is that like, this isn't about, you know, like pretty photos on the beach. It's, it's about telling, it's about telling your story. It's about telling yourself this story later on in life when you want to look back at this time and, and revel in what this was like, because you're not going to really be able to do that otherwise. So I'm literally going to cry. <laughs> I've been holding back tears because I was just, as you were talking about, these are it might seem like a luxury at first, but when I was looking at my iPhone and all they were were like screenshots or like work or like my, maybe like my lunch or something. But before it was a lot of me and my husband and the dogs going out to the park or seeing, a you know, go to the beach or whatever. But we haven't had any of those events just because, you know, he's immune compromised. We have to stay home and we only go out when we have to go grocery shopping. And this is so cool because like, I want to do this with you because look, they're making memories. (laughs) I want to make memories at home when all I have to, you know, all we're doing here is eating hot pockets, working and, and, you know, making sure the dogs are okay. And so this is really cool. This is really, really cool what you're doing. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm literally gonna, like I was literally tearing up because I'm, I'm, I'm watching this and it's just like COVID has, this pandemic has affected so many people, you know, lives are changed just overnight, jobs gone and all this stuff. And, and you're bringing so much joy and a little bit of normalcy to people's lives. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like, yes, it's storytelling. Yes, it's marketing, but it's beyond that. It's giving, at least if, if, if I were getting one of these, I would feel like, you know, I made the most of my time. Like that's what, if I were to put myself in their shoes kind of thing. I think that's also like a, a huge part of it. Um, it almost feels like I'm not only giving them the memory, obviously, it, it's, it's a lot about spending time, right? Like, I think it is so strange right now to be spending time, this much time in this place that you live in. And it could be temporary, this could be your permanent home. And I think it's just one of those things where you just, you just want to remember what it was like in this specific time. 
um, and including the people, like your little little puppies. I did a session with one of my coworkers and his puppies, and it was freaking adorable. I could not get over it. But um, you know, it's just like that. They're they're still dating, you know. So like those feelings that they have for each other, like that's the the, the impact of photography is that you get drawn immediately back into that moment when you look at a photo. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's not about the color or the edit or the lighting. It's literally just about the people in it and um, I think that's kind of what I'm striving for. And if you, again, if you take out a lot of the pomp and fluff of weddings and stuff, this is, this is what is at the root of it. And I think if we're talking about pivoting, like this is what photographers need to be focusing on is a lot more storytelling than, than just, you know, constantly putting out stuff that maybe your client likes or uh, stuff like that. Cause that's, that's when you start attracting the right client. So. And I think what you just said applies even more broadly, not even just to photographers, but just, you know, business owners and brands in general, um, that it's not just about, we need to churn out content. It's about, okay, what, what's the story that we're telling behind it? And I know Mega and I in previous um, episodes too, we've talked about kind of what the three kind of things are and for us that are key and important to us and storytelling is definitely one of those. And I think you're doing such an incredible job making sure that that's central to everything that you're doing. I have a couple of questions, you know, as we kind of close out our conversation, it's, you know, you, you have a great talent and skill, clearly, and then you pivoted during COVID to make sure that, you know, these stories are continued, you know, they continue to be told, families continue to, you know, make those memories. And then what's, what's next? You touched upon it briefly about how photographers really need to think about more than just like a pretty picture like well how do you think this whole pandemic has shifted in your particular case your industry in photography yeah I mean I we live in California I'm so curious to see what it's going to be like what well like what does a wedding even look like in in 2020 2021 Uh, most of the weddings that I've had scheduled up until I don't even I don't even have an end date really but like everything that was scheduled this year has been moved to 2021 so my sister um, is one of those brides yeah I mean I and I cannot I there's not even words to describe how much I feel for these people that have to go through this just because I now know as a bride that planned a wedding I know what it feels like um and it it just sucks there's there's no other real way of putting it unfortunately um the the thing that I think about a lot um, is that I recently shot a COVID <laughs> wedding um, where, you know, it was a backyard wedding. It was just, you know, very, very intimate situation. The chairs were still put together. Like there's just so many, so many layers and levels of, of things that you have to think about before you even start planning something like that, especially because of how divisive our country and our culture is right now. Um, you know, you have people that will want to wear masks and then you'll have people that don't want to wear masks. And then you yourself as a vendor are going in as a risk. And do you fully, are you fully going to put on your whole situation, mask, gloves, sanitizer, come in very prepared for what's happening. Um, there's just so many decisions and, and there's also so many routes to take with it. Um, I know that there's so many people in the small business sphere of photography that are struggling right now because this was their main source of income. This was also supposed to be peak wedding season for the next, you know, five or six months up until October. And 
that entire source of income has just been stripped away from so many people. Um, and it, it, it will be interesting. It's, and there's just so much looming uncertainty of whether or not weddings will even be a thing. What will, again, what will weddings look like? Um, I'm predicting that they're going to be 10 times smaller. <laughs> and I say this as an Indian person who goes to, you know, 400 to 600 person events, guest events, um, that I think that they're just going to be much smaller. They're going to be much more intimate. Uh, there's going to be a lot of like health and safety precaution. Uh, that means that there might not be elderly people there, which is one of probably the most devastating things for, you know, a lot of ethnic people to hear because that's such an important part of a wedding, you know, to have those, the respected elders there to, you know, give their blessing and stuff like that. But I, I, I there's, I mean, I've been talking to so many photographers about how it's going to look like and what, it, what that means for us. Um, you know, there, there was one thing that I always heard when I first came into the industry, which was that wedding photography itself is recession proof, because even if there is a recession, people will still get married. Uh, people will still have engagement parties. They will still get engaged. Uh, maybe the level and luxury and the amount of people that have like higher luxury weddings will decrease, but they're still, they're still going to happen. And like I've said before, that people want to have photographs taken during this time, it's still one of the most surprising news to me that, you know, I am getting booked out and I, and I, and I want to be there to help these people at least try to replicate whatever wedding that they could have had. So I think that it's, it will just be a very interesting time to see what it's going to look like, but I don't think that they're canceled. I think that everything is being postponed for sure, but even there are people are still finding ways to make it happen because it's such an important aspect of their life in order to move on to the next stage of their own lives that they're not willing to wait for pretty much anything unless the state law obviously is prohibiting against it. But, you know, so, I mean, I, I, there's no uh, fail proof answer. I think that understanding the risk that you're taking and taking the necessary precautions is probably the best piece of advice I can give anyone that's trying to shoot a COVID wedding right now or trying to do any portrait sessions um, in this climate. <laughs> Is there anything else that you wanted to add for our audience? Typically they're, you know, small business owners. And um, I think for me as a small business owner, it's, it's working with what you have is what I learned most from you and the storytelling aspect of it there's no particular excuse like you can't say oh because of this I can't do this like you've clearly showed that it's, it's possible there there are possibilities that or opportunities that you can create so yeah I just wanted to ask if there's anything else you wanted to add I think that on top of of making sure that you have the opportunities are definitely going to be available right regardless of what, whatever else is happening in the world right now, their opportunity exists. It's just whether or not we are willing to put in the work. If we're willing to put aside some, some five, 10 minutes, an hour of our day to figure out a plan, a system that would work for us. Um, I didn't know going into a virtual shoot that it would essentially become this path of income for me. I just did it because I wanted to have fun. I wanted to challenge myself and you don't know unless you try. Um, I think that's such stupidly cliche advice again, you know, but it's one of those things where I, I wouldn't have known a, that I could make money from it. B that it's, that it was even like physically, technologically impossible, possible or impossible to do. 
Um, I didn't know that there would be a, like a market for it, that people would actually yearn and want something like that because this hasn't really been created before. So it's, 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 I mean, maybe it's novel now, but you don't know what that could eventually lead to. Right. And I think that um, with small businesses, especially word of mouth and credibility is just one of those things you cannot buy. You have to earn it. You have to develop it and harness it just like any other skill that you have. That to me is, you know, whether or not my clients find me credible, that's probably one of the biggest things that, I want them <laughs> to give me. I don't really care about the money sometimes. It's more so uh, about whether or not they have this trust in me that I, I cannot buy that from them. That is, that is something that is valuable to me. So um, I think that if, if we stop focusing maybe on the money so much that, you know, because we are so strapped for, for cash or, you know, for flow of income right now, uh, you you really would be surprised with how much creativity kind of just like unleashes when you stop thinking about that. Um, and I, I don't know how to give someone advice about that because I know that it takes a lot to stop worrying about that because everyone's in such different circumstances right now, but, um, yeah, that's, I guess that's my two cents. <laughs> I think that's awesome advice. If, you know, so many businesses have had, have had to shift very quickly, pivot very unexpectedly. And I, I think in some cases, like almost entirely reimagine their business goals, how they're going to achieve them. And I mean, I just want to commend you for how gracefully you've done that. Um, and I think your advice is very universally applicable um, that it's not about, you know, trying to, it, it is about trying to work with what you have um, right now. Yeah. I've been dying to ask you this question, you know, if anybody wants to call you, great. But it, the more important question is, you know, me, myself, and I. I want to know how the heck am I going to book you <laughs> for my three dogs and my <laughs> husband and I? Our house has become an arcade. We have purchased somehow four guitars, a racing simulator, and a VR thing, and a bicycle thing in our like one bedroom apartment. So I want to be able to do this. How how can I book you? Wow. You're, it's so crazy that you, that you said those things. And I immediately started, I just have so many follow-up questions, obviously, but also <laughs> I just have so many ideas of like how we could make something work and a series of photos that we could do and definitely the puppies. Let but, me tell yeah. you, if you, if you want real, I'll give you real. There's a lot of dog stuff that's happening. A lot of blankets being shred. There's pee and there's poop, all the good stuff, all the good stuff that I can share. But how, how do I really honestly contact, uh, contact you? Yeah, the best way you could contact me is through DM. If you guys see a shoot, if um, you want to scroll through my Instagram and, and find something and send it to me and say you want something similar, uh, that's the, probably the best way to do it. Uh, I am booking in-person sessions as well, uh, you know, just for whenever this clears up and kind of keeping tabs on everything and making sure that everyone's, everyone's safe and sound. Um, but yeah, so through Instagram is probably the best way to find me <laughs> if you want All to right. do any chivalry underscore ink because i didn't screw that up so. <laughs> you did it totally I'm on <laughs> on point <laughs> um anything else iman anything else shivani um no i just want to say thank you so so much shivani for coming on and talking to us about everything you have going on you are so so inspiring and i am I mean, I feel personally lucky to know you, um, but I'm really excited to share you with, with everyone else who's listening um, and hear about how amazing you are. 
So thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed our conversation. We want to get to know you better. Connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, or visit megasugianto.com slash podcast. Find us on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. See ya.